Hey everybody, Jesse here from Flyers Alley and owner of Old City Sports Network. We have a brand new sponsor, iLily. Go to www.ilily.co and start ripping out some quality recordings. Me and Frankie James are up in the press box ripping these things out every time we're at the game. Go to your app store, Google Play Store, whichever phone you have, Android or iPhone, and download the free app now and start ripping these bad boys out. We use it at Old City Sports Network, and you guys should too. Hey guys, Jesse from Flyers Alley. I'm here to tell you to head on over to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use our promo code OCS in all caps to save 25% on your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, and edibles for you and your doggos. We all love Body Check Wellness in the alley. You guys will too. What's up, world? We're back with another <clears throat> installment of Flyers Alley Midweek. Your host, the girl, Jess Hess. And with me, I have my partner in crime, Donnie Hockey. What's up, buddy? Not much. How's it going, Jess? Pretty good. How's your week been? Week's been good, busy. Hockey team's in the playoffs, so we got a, another game coming up this weekend. Practices all week, so we're working through that. It's fun coaching them, so other than that, not much. Oh, you're, you're the coach? I'm a, I'm an assistant coach. I run the offense, so there's three of us that go full-time and then a couple other guys that help out sometimes, but um, – it's for a JV high school team here in Columbus. That's cool. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what what was the age? Yeah. Or what kind high of school. league was it? It's high school. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. What's your mascot? Uh, Golden Bears. That was, my, uh, that was my high school. That was my. Yeah. That was my mascot in high school. <sighs> Not in Ohio, though. Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here in Columbus. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. If you haven't already, everybody go like us on Facebook at Flyers Alley, on Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One, Instagram at Flyers Alley, and make sure you visit the well-designed website that is www.oldcitysports.com and if you or any you know are in the tri-state area and you're looking for some some work getting some work done go see our buddy Frank the Animal by Lowis, www.bylowisconcrete.com. He's the best. But how could you not be when you're the animal? You're probably good at everything you do. And we got Ice Wars coming up. That's exciting. 
Very exciting. Facebook.com slash, I know, slash Ice Wars International, Twitter and Instagram at Ice's War, and www.wifights.com. All right, let's just uh, jump right into some alley talk. Um, so we have this segment of alley talk is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. All right, so well, what I have for the for alley talk today, we're going to start with the All Star break. Um, I'm not like, I was never a big fan of the all-star game in itself. I was more of a, um, skills competition gal myself, but I actually did watch the majority of the all-star game. Yeah, I, uh, I caught I caught highlights of the game. I watched a good portion of the skills competition. I uh, I was always in hockey tournaments and playing games growing up during the uh, All-Star game, so I never really got to watch it, but I would always watch the highlights. So uh, it was good seeing yeah. Drew get a couple goals, and um, it was fun. Yeah, we're going to get into some of that as well. Um, so... To, to start off, I'm sure everybody watching this now knows that Claude Giroux was named the captain of the Metropolitan Division after Alex Ovechkin was placed on COVID protocol, which was, I mean, I'm not saying it was cool that he was placed on COVID protocol, but it was cool that they made Giroux the captain. That was really nice to see. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this the last time we uh, we were chatting about the All Star Game, and I think he was well deserving of it. I think definitely with what he's been in the Metropolitan is is sort of a dominant force over the past ten years, uh, and and being the only flyer that's really staying in true to form this year, other than maybe mm-hmm. Cam Atkinson. So uh, I think it was good to see him get that honor. Yeah, well, we have to. Uh, we can't go back to any of the like what we talked about last time because it never got released because it was awful. Oh yeah. And 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 I knew it was going to be. <laughs> um so I don't really wanna did you the skills competition, like I feel like it was very it was I feel like it was it was different this year because it was in um Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like the the fountain face off thing that Drew was in that was I watched that I didn't watch the whole skills competition because I I watched the replay for the most part so I kind of like I got to watch maybe half of it like the entire skills competition. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did did you enjoy? Like all the new stuff they did. I feel like a yeah. lot of this stuff was new. I for the new stuff, I thought it was I thought the thing Jeru did was well set up, the one that they did out on mm-hmm. the fountain. I thought the twenty one and twenty two could have been better set up. It kind of looked like they were just like out in an alley and none of the guys were really into it. They were just sort of like yeah. not really that part sure. I didn't see. Yeah, that they, they weren't really into it. It, it was kind of 
boring the way it was set up. So I think mm -hmm. that one was kind of a miss. But for the most part, I really enjoyed everything they did. I thought all the breakaway challenge goals were really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Serves egress. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. I can't believe he didn't win. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't get paid for being there either because he wasn't actually on the all-star team. He was just there for the skills, uh, which is brutal. But uh, hardest shots, always fun. A couple guys hit 100. Mm -hmm. I think most of them hit 100 this year, so that's always good to see. But no Big Z, no Weber, so it's a little bit different yeah. when you're not looking for guys to break the record. Um, yeah. But I, I, I always enjoy it. I think the goalies get into it when they're in there and – doing the save streak challenge and the players get into it for the shootout stuff. I think the on ice stuff is the best. They just need to figure out more ways to get fans there yeah. where the guys are doing the challenges. Cause I think that's what really gets them into it. But I feel like also like the whole fan aspect thing, it's like still like COVID stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that they're not letting people in, but a lot of people are staying cautious. So it's like maybe mm -hmm. Maybe next year it'll be different. Yeah, I but, think definitely with time it'll get better. Yeah. I was surprised with the uh, speed, the fastest skater competition. Like, I was actually – I was pretty surprised by – not by the outcome, but, like, just just how not – like, Dylan Larkin, had like, holds the, like the all-time record for fastest skater, and he got, like, bottom half, I think, something like that. Well, yeah, they were they were all out at the bars the night before, apparently, and, and yeah. Kairu, Kairu wasn't drinking. He 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 took the night Is off. He even he old enough to drink? And he, <laughs> yeah, and so he 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 took it seriously. I'm guessing the rest of them thought they had it in the bag with McDavid and Larkin, and they always yeah. think they're gonna win it. But yeah, no, it was uh, Kairu blazed around there, but. No records, which is unfortunate. It's always fun to see guys breaking the top marks. So, yeah. hopefully, next actually, year. I I did watch the uh, the year that Dylan Larkin broke the record. Yeah, it's just it's electrical with all those guys on the ice because oh, they're yeah. all so excited for him, and it's just buzzing after that. And then mm -hmm. everyone else wants to break a record on the next thing they do with the uh, save streak or the the hardest mm -hmm. shot. So. Overall, I thought it was it was a great, great production. Though I think they did a good job. Mm -hmm. So the actual All Star Game, um, I I would not have put money on Metro winning. That's for damn sure. Not at all. No. No way. But uh, maybe they, like even out. maybe like. Maybe one, maybe like the first round, but not the whole the whole thing. Yeah, Igor Shosturkin was uh, he was solid. Yeah, and like I feel like you also have it was it was electric just because they're all like top players, and it's three on three, so you, you there was a plethora of goals during the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um. It's just insane, but uh, like I, I love three on three hockey. It's like one of my favorite things, and to have it go more than five minutes was very, uh, very satisfying for me as a person. Yeah, 
It is entertaining <laughs> to watch. It's got to be tiring though, with that much ice out. Oh there. yeah, They're yeah. Covering it every time. There's no hanging back on a rush at all. Yeah, but so the first round was Metro versus Pacific. Metro wins six to four. Claude Giroux, one goal, two assists. No, one assist. One goal, one assist. Mm-hmm. Um, eight shots. Um, and then Central versus Atlantic wound up eight to five. That's what it's. Um, did you did you say that you watched it? I saw the highlights. I saw Drew's okay. goal because that was the most mm-hmm. unbelievable goal that had to have been of the whole tournament because that yeah. was filthy what he pulled off there. Well, he had three goals in an entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, three goals and two assists. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Metro wins versus the Central Division. I still am just in shock to this day. It was yep. five to three. It was very like at the end because the central pulled the goalie and they scored, I think. Unless that was the first game. I literally, this was like so long ago to me, but it, was, it wasn't even a week ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it was like five days ago. <laughs> um, But yeah. I, if you would have held a gun to my head and said Metro's gonna win, if they don't, I'm pulling the trigger. I would have thought that I was a dead woman, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I didn't think oh, they, especially against the West. The West has just been stacked with talent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had I had Atlantic winning the whole thing because they have the. I don't know. They just. I just. They. I feel like they always win. But we'll see. But on top of that, we have Giroux was the MVP of the All-Star game. Three goals, two two assists, five points, 11 shots, doing his thing, being the man. Up in the trade value. Yeah. His last hurrah is a flyer. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing that I wouldn't have not, I would not have put money on. But I, after the end, when they were like, they were doing it, I, I had a feeling. Yeah, I, like, I think the All Star game is, and I was like, it's quadruple, right? <laughs> yeah, you let him out there and let him skate free with a lot of ice and three on three. I mean, he just gets to show his hands and his skill and his mm-hmm. speed and the way he can speed up, slow down, use his speed deception to get at players. He's just a really dynamic player. And when he's got ice to move, it's, it's fun to watch. Oh yeah. I thought it was going to be between him and maybe Hughes. Cause I think he had a few goals too, but. We'll yeah, he's been. Jack Hughes has been having a great season after after taking a while to develop, but it's good to see him succeeding, even though he's for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, that's just that's it was really I mean, 
a shame that it upped his trade value, but at this point, I don't know what's going to happen, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's it seems like he's dragging his feet a little bit. Like, he's not inclined yeah. to leave, which makes it a little bit harder to get something done. If yeah. he wanted to leave, it would be easy to, to start shopping, but right now with the no movement clause in place, they don't even know where he's going to say he's willing to go, so... Yeah, it's, I, I really just feel like it's up in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm I I keep tossing like my answer around whether he's beginning of the year. I was like, yeah, he's not leaving, and then with how the year is turning out, I thought he was you know ready, and then he just it just seems like he's still so like dynamic, and it's like I don't know, I still don't know. I I'm mm-hmm. not I'm. Not going to be surprised, whatever the answer is going to be. That's for sure. Yeah. What I hope doesn't happen is he stays and then leaves in free agency because that would just be. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that would ever happen, but that would be a real kick in the knockers. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, that's that's all start break, you know? That's the, I feel like it was just Quadro's Quadro show. Yeah, I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into last game versus the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, six to three final. Art saves twenty eight out of thirty three shots. It's. The first period was nice. It was good. Yeah, they started strong. It felt like they <laughs> maintained it oh, into yeah. the second and then went down 4-3, kind of just deflated them, and then they uh, didn't really see much after that. Yeah. I mean, 4-3, I mean, that's not hard to come up from. You did it the game. They literally did the entire game. Yeah, I mean, every goal was scored was tied 20 seconds later, which Mm. never happens unless it's the other way around for us. But it's maybe there was some sort of deflation. It's just, it's not, you can't play one period of a game. Yeah. You're not playing 20. Unless the other is also playing that way, but. Yeah, especially. What did you did? What did you see from the first period? From the first period, I mean, they they were they looked like they were back to the form, not necessarily of the team they were at the beginning of the season, because it's it's a shell of the team they were at the beginning of the season with all the injuries and lineup changes and everything. But I mean, they looked mm-hmm. like they were playing hockey the right way. At least they were getting after the puck. They were winning battles. They were solid on the breakouts. They were getting the puck into the zone, establishing possession, getting chances, and it ended up with a couple goals. I mean, you saw Ratcliffe's goal off of the McEwen shot, which was off of a cycle and a good forecheck. They they were playing well. They were playing good hockey. Um, and then in the second period, it looked like they were just kind of tired and, and lackadaisical. And by the third period, when they went into it down, yeah, they just had no answer. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, – I mean, we get 
I think that maybe in the first period. So this game was Derek Broussard's first game back since December 8th, which was his first game back after being injured on November 23rd. Um, so he hasn't played hockey in, or at least played on the team in over a month. It's almost two. Yeah. Well, that's not correct math. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a month, month and a half. Maybe in the very beginning it was like, oh, yeah, Derek's back, everybody. It was have a great time. And then all of a sudden it's just, oh, wait, we're the Flyers. Let's, let's, let's suck. Yeah, I think it was he's, – he's definitely one of those guys that was nice to have in the lineup at the beginning of the year when he was producing, but I feel like he's more spending his time on the ice in the two games that he's played since then just trying to slightly get back to form, and he's mm-hmm. not really doing it much. And he's probably also being a little cautious as well, considering yeah. he was out, plays one game, and re-aggravates his injury right away. Yeah, so and then it's probably in the back of his head. That happened with Farabee. It happened with Couturier. It happened with Hayes. All those guys are on long-term IR now because of yeah. the fact that they came back way too early from injury. And I think, yeah, it's probably something with the medical staff. He's probably not really wanting to go, but the doctor said you're good to go, and so he feels an obligation to the team. But yeah, it yeah. seems like it's a it's a tough situation for everyone right now there. Yeah. Did he, uh, let's see, did he, did he do anything? He's a minus two. One shot. Mm -hmm. Two hits. One takeaway. 14-22, time on ice. Yeah. So, that line was weird, though. Mm -hmm. Let's see, he was on the third line, I believe, right? That was weird. Yeah, he was. I feel like, despite all, I mean, Zach McEwen had a strong game, in my opinion. Um, I thought he started, and then he it wasn't his. You could his presence was definitely known on the ice the entire game. Yeah, I think guys are starting to notice him now because he's able to. Mm out there more often he's starting to show his abilities as a hockey player and not just an enforcer and so i think the more minutes he's on the ice the more guys are looking over their shoulder for him which is definitely a benefit that on your team it's just i think also because like it was against the red wings they have they have a lot of potential and current talent on the team like they got what two guys in the call to race right now yeah lucas and raymond and more Raymond. like it's, so it's like you have these guys and we don't have anybody like those guys at least right now i mean you got wade allison but he's not he's not he's not quite there yet but he will be probably next year i think but it's just like there's no there's no like match yeah there's no equivalency we we we've yeah lacked good draft position consistently we haven't 
been picking first round in the three to eight range where Detroit found more at cider and where they'll continue to find talented players. We've been in the either lottery or, or sitting down around 10 to 15 where we're finding guys that are good prospects, but their top end isn't superstar. It's, it's role players. So, um, yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, Yeah. This year. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like good draft this year, but 2023 is where the franchise players are. Yeah. That's not soon. (laughs) But I'm, well, one more season. It all depends. You want it to happen right now, and you want it to happen. Yeah, like you want it to happen as soon as possible, and it's not like I'm a very impatient woman. Yeah, what we got to do is whoever we pick in the lottery <laughs> this year, we just got to make them stay at junior for another year and develop so we can tank. Oh again. yeah, don't bring the don't bring anybody up. Yeah, or Michkov. Yep. If we can pick top two in 2023 and get a good mm-hmm. pick in this draft, that's what's going to set us up for the future because. It's the back-to-backs, Taves, Kane, Dreisaitl, McDavid. If we can get somebody around two to five this year and then number one next year, that's that's going to be the next duo. So, hopefully. And then you see, like, when, when we do have a good pick, like number two overall, and we draft Nolan Patrick, and then you expect so much out of him, and then it doesn't happen. And it's just yeah. it's, it's like we're getting our hopes up a little bit. But that's that's a tough one though because he was, he was ranked number one in central scouting. So like it wasn't like we mm-hmm. we reached for a guy that we thought like tough luck. would never <laughs> be. Yeah, that was just a really really rough draft class for forwards. Mm-hmm. Very strong for D, but everyone wanted to think Patrick and he sure were going to be unbelievable, and it just yeah. never panned for either of them. That's what I think this year is going to be a little like. It's not just us. <laughs> yeah. Shane Wright having a down year. Savoie's great, but it's the WHL, so we'll see. Yeah. That is. Yeah, it's, I just need magic to happen ASAP. Can you feel me? Yeah. I just <laughs> need Copedard. <laughs> All right. That's all the magic we need. <laughs> so, yeah. what, um, I was going to mention something else about the game, but I'll save it. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the game yesterday? No, just solid starts have been coming more in the last three games, but that one just wasn't sustained. And so it's a bummer to see a good start go to waste. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's go down the well, shall we? This segment of Down the Well is brought to you by Iceworks Skating Complex in Aston, PA. That's our jam right there. All right. So Detroit... Back half of the home and home on Saturday at 12 p.m. Like, who wants to do? Who wants to watch that? 
Yeah, no, Saturday day game. I, I'll <laughs> probably have something better to do than watch the Flyers play an away game. <laughs> I knew. Although, I'll end up watching it either way. It's the worst. I'll be at work, so I will not be watching it. And, I mean, I just am so hard for me to have faith anymore. Yeah, yeah, they've been I wish just the best, but another losing streak inbound. Set your bar low, it's harder to get disappointed. Exactly. That's what I always say. <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. Um, yeah, do you – okay, yeah, that's – we'll probably get shit on again. All right, so – and then Tuesday we have Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh – at regular time, 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, um, so I think let's – what's up? I was just going to say it's it's one of those games where when you get a rivalry game, it's sometimes they they might show up, and, and that's what you got to hope for. And, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. we get to see some of the most energetic hockey we've seen in a while, but I'm not oh, super yeah. confident that we're not going to go out there and just get stomped. Mm-hmm. So It's just I'm so disappointed anymore, like I said. But it's like the Penguins have shit on us all year. Mm-hmm. Um, every season, I feel like it goes one way or the other. It's never a split. It's always we shit on them or they shit on us. But I feel like this this we had the one game that went into overtime. So that was like, I mean, that's kind of exciting, Solid. you know. Yeah. But then like a month ago, they literally beat us 62. But that was also during the 13 game losing streak when we had like 11 total goals that we scored. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, low, I mean, it's close. it's just hard to even think about this team this year in the context of the past and rivalries, but yeah, it, it's just such a new team, too. Like, half these names weren't even regulars last year, and so it's, it's, it's a weird feeling going into these games. You just hope that they can sort of get a little bit of something going to, to make it exciting. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a rivalry game. So hopefully it pans out as so and not a freaking rodeo of disappointment. How many times can I say disappointment in in one show? Not enough. Counting, let me know. At Justice Express, tell me how many times disappointment or disappointing or any context. Okay, so yeah, so Tuesday, seven PM. Let's hit it. Um. So, do you have any? What's uh? So we got one loss. We got two more games this week. What are your thoughts? What do you think it's gonna end up? Um. I think that. The team I saw in the first period definitely has a shot against the Red Wings, even in Detroit. I think it's just a matter of them sustaining that for 
the entirety of the game. I think part of it might be that this team doesn't seem super focused this year and they might have all just been hitting the bottle a little too hard on the all-star break vacations. And they need they needed to get their legs back under them. But I, I do think that they have a good shot at beating Detroit. I think if, if the past few games have been indication of anything um, – and they're able to, to maintain the positives that they could win that one. But I think the Penguins is probably a lost cause. So I'm going to go with one and one. But realistically, I'm going to say a one and one. Mm. So you think overtime is against Detroit? I think mm-hmm. I think we'll get one out of regulation. We'll get a point. But yeah, I don't I don't see us really winning against so, okay. speed. Yeah. So I have, like I said before, set the bar low. It's hard to get disappointed. I'm going 0-3. So that way, if we win one, it's like, oh, my God, I thought they were going to lose. That's so great that they won. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. Hmm. <laughs> This team will find a way That's, to just get uh, shut out the next two, though. So don't set it. Don't set it too. Disappoint me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go zero and three with two two shutout losses, being shut out twice. Seventeen goals again. That's, that's something I'm very surprised has not happened. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think if you have two 10 game losing streaks in a season, the only thing that's left to do in the second half is a 10 game shutout streak. <laughs> Will the Flyers yeah. go 10 games without scoring a goal this season? Maybe. Oh, oh my god. I would myself off a bridge. <laughs> would everybody else Oh my God! I don't even want to think about that. Is that even possible? Has that ever been done? I mean, oh, not that many, but not. like no way, no. One would sneak in. You get one I player. Do... Yeah, I do think we've had like a back to back though. Yeah, back to back. Maybe last season, or like one goal Ugh. in three games. I'm gonna throw up. I mean, that's essentially what has been happening all year, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm I'm getting myself out of the well here. That's just I can't even think about it anymore. We do have some milestones to talk about, however. <clears throat> um. So, yesterday, Isaac Ratcliffe scored his first NHL goal. It was initially given to McEwen. I actually did not see it. I was listening to it. Um, so I think did it wind up – it wound up going off – did it go off of a Red Wing? Yeah, so and then that just kind of hmm. – McEwen won a battle up along the boards um, and then sort of circled out high in the slot and just ripped one from the high slot. I don't – I didn't even think he was looking at the net when he shot it, but – um, it hit Ratcliffe, I think, on the knee and then bounced in. Um, Ratcliffe knew right away it was his, and he started to celebrate, but everyone else on the team thought it was me 
McEwen's and they all skated over to McEwen to celebrate. So it was kind of funny seeing Ratcliffe there after his first goal in the NHL. He's just like, like, hey guys. Uh... Crease. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a it was a good play by McEwen, a good sort of cycle out of the corner. And uh yeah, Ratcliffe in a great position. And if he can do that all the time, if he can just be six foot three and in front of the net, like He'll he'll earn a spot on this team because there's not enough guys in the NHL that are willing to be six foot three and getting cross checked in the kidneys in front of the net. So yeah, good for I think him. he's great. Dirty spots will equal goals, and so we saw it there. Yeah. Um, are you uh, familiar at all with? Have you been watching any of the Olympics? Uh, yeah, I watched the uh, U.S. Women's Canada game. Um, that one was a bummer. They looked good early and just sort of fell apart after that mm-hmm. that uh penalty shot from Canada. But I uh, I watched some of the highlights of the uh, U.S. China game this morning and saw that Noah Cates had one, which is good to see. He's been solid in college this year, and he could be someone that's fun when he comes up. Are you, um, I'm going to be honest. Um, I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so are you familiar at all with Ivan Fedotov? Ivan Fedotov, no. Yes. So he's a Flyers prospect Mm -hmm. um, from Russia. He, his first game against Switzerland, he... Um, he finished with a 33 save shutout for Switzerland. That's so I decided to give him a milestone. And he is six foot eight. That is also good. That's exciting. Brick shit house right there. Yeah, if you get a six foot eight Russian goaltender, I mean the the only one of them in the league right now is pretty pretty good at his job. I think he's even just six seven. Who? Bassy. Oh yeah. Ugh. I mean, we need that. Yeah. But I feel like we're we're just not bringing up any any goalie prospects. We're just. Well, the one Swedish kid. What's his? Uh... Sandstrom. Yeah. Has he been solid this year in the AHL, or is he? I don't know. I th- I thought so. I mean, I'm. I have high hopes for him. We've been saying on Flyers Alley all season. I don't know why Sandstrom's not Carter Hart's backup. I mean, not yeah, like not even at the end of this year because you know that we're just going to sign another backup goalie for a year. Exactly. But why not and develop him, give him games? Didn't uh, didn't we get offered a fifth for Martin Jones as well and turn it down? Did we? I think so. I think Edmonton might have. Maybe it was just a hypothetical. Like, would you take Why would it? Anybody want Martin off? Jones? What? At the, the, anybody... they, they have no. Who's like they offering things? For Martin Jones. Jones. <laughs> He's been better than Mike Smith this year, at least. Well, so yeah, I mean, they are trying to salvage anything out of this season right now. Well, Mike Smith was good at some point. He was really, really good when he was in Arizona in the early 2010s. He, was that it how many? 
Shane. He Dunn. was in the All Star mm-hmm. break a couple years ago, right? Like the All Star game, and he did like oh, the goalie goals. I think he might have had a, a re, like a rebound season with Edmonton and had yeah. a good, but yeah, he had his whole prime in Arizona. Um, he was solid there, but that was when the Blackhawks would just roll them every year in the playoffs. <laughs> them in the wild. And now, uh, terrible now time. The Coyotes don't even have a place to play. Um, all right. So Felix Sandstrom, I have brought up his stats for you. Um, <laughs> he's six eleven and three. Um, his one one sh- one shutout. His goals against is three point oh nine. His save percentage is eight ninety three. So I would say not great, but he not does have great. a shutout. Yeah, I guess um, it depends on if the team's how yeah. how bad the team has been relative yeah. to how bad he's been, which I guess we'd have to be watching their games to tell. But yeah, that's not that's no, not mean, they're not great. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I wonder if uh, let's ask on this. Well, not. Like done, done. We'll still stay on air. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little game. But that's all the milestones I have. But it's nice to have a goalie prospect who can have a shutout, you know. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter because we don't use our goalie prospects unless they're part of heart. Yep. Um. That's going to be tough. I'm still if he convinced ends up that we're just going to sign backup goalies every year for a year until Carter Hart retires. Okay. Um, that's it for milestones. Sorry, podcast family. I have no sound effects for you. All right. Flyers Alley. Butte of the week. There's not really a whole lot going on this week, but you figure, give it a shot. I got someone. Who's your guy? Uh, I might. Oh my be god! Scared. Wait. Wait, what? Go ahead. We have to backtrack. Uh, I'm gonna go with first NHL goal, Isaac Ratcliffe. Oh, for getting nice. in front of the net, getting to the areas he needs to get with that that size, and that's what's gonna keep him in the NHL. The Butte play. Did I steal yours? No, I was just going to say Claude Giroux, but this something very important happened that I forgot to talk about because I forgot to put a space on my notes. We did not talk about Danny Briere. Oh, yeah, oh Danny Briere. That's huge. I'm sorry, oh, Danny B. Special me, assistant please. to the general manager. Is that what his... Special assistant to the general manager. Whatever the great, fuck that means. Great title. <laughs> Apparently, he will have his hands on every decision Chuck Fletcher makes, is what I heard. <laughs> so, that's... <sighs> good. Great hockey mind. Great hockey player. Seems like he's very invested in doing right by the organization. And so, having someone in in a position to make personnel decisions like, like Danny, I'm, I'm very happy with. Yeah. And I mean, he's been in the front office since 2015. Um, he interviewed for the Canadians GM position. Mm-hmm. Um, 
ultimately not getting the job. But I mean, I'm glad that he's sticking sticking to the Flyers organization for damn yeah. sure because it's Danny B. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping at some point because Fletcher holds the president of hockey operations and the GM title right now, which is not mm -hmm. normal in the NHL. And so yeah, I'm hoping to like give him president of hockey operations only and let Briere move up to GM in the near future. Because having Briere the the head of the personnel decisions, I think, would be even better. Yeah. But it's so funny. Special assistant. Is that, you know what? This is, I'm, I'm going to shout out J-Bells right now. That's my new title. I'm not your assistant anymore. Your special assistant. Special assistant. Um, yeah. You said it will be involved in all aspects of the club's hockey operations, including scouting and player development. Which I think is definitely good because our scouting department. Oh God. <laughs> not been at their best. Mm. And he's got, I mean, he, so he was, I, I, I pulled it up just cause I know I read about it, but, um, He was – what even was his title uh, when he was – oh, he was a team president of the Maine Mariners of the ECHL, which I think is that, – is that the team that's also owned by Comcast? Probably if it's the same, or at least yeah. they probably have a good stake in it. I literally think it's owned by Comcast Spectator. It is. <laughs> well, Dave Scott, you sure know how to pick them. <laughs> but that's a good pick. I'm happy for him. You know what? Yeah. Danny B, you're my beaut of the week, bud. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. I should just be fired. Don't fire me. Oh and God! Ugh. I don't even want to. I go to bed. <laughs> All right, so here's my little game that I want to play. It's not like it's not creepy or anything. Don't worry. So who? It's not really a game. I'm just asking your opinion. A little final thought. We'll we'll say a final thought. Do you have any? thoughts on who okay we already know we're gonna sign another backup goaltender for a year on a one-year contract who in your opinion would you like to see back up carter hart if you've thought about it hmm. or if you think would be an interesting pick because i have had one in the back of my mind and everybody's going to be so mad at me for saying it, but I'm going to say it. Go ahead. What you got? You can think about it. Do hmm. you go first? Do you think about it? I think Anton Kudobin. It's not who I was thinking of. I think he's probably, maybe not next year, but 
very soon going to be not able to start 40, 45, 50 games, and he's going to be down in the 20 to 30 game range. And I think at that point, if you pay him enough and Carter Hart's playing well enough, you can justify keeping him below 20, which is what we're eventually going to want. Um, I think, I think, yeah, him in his late thirties, early forties, if he wants to play is a solid option. What were you thinking? I don't even want to, I don't even want to tell anybody. I'm embarrassed. Um, all right. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Why? Murray. What? Is it like Matt Murray? No, but you're close. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Flyers fans, but oh god, I'm even. I'm so. I don't want to say it. I'm. I'm already like really pissed off about forgetting about Danny Briere. But I've been thinking about Mark Andre Fleury for a while. Mm. He's still a starter, though. But. I think he would retire before he had to be a backup. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he almost retired. His agent was saying this year, just getting traded to Chicago. Yeah. I think I think the second he's not on, if the Flyers, here's the only situation I think it would be is if the Flyers, by the time he leaves Chicago, he would have to stay in Chicago for a little longer, and then we'd have to like be a contender within three years. And I think then, yeah, but I just have always, I just been thinking about it. I don't know why I would definitely love to have him, but yeah, I I just, I can't see a world where he's content being a backup when he doesn't need the money. He doesn't. What if it's like semi-retirement, you know, some people (laughs) like sort of go into retirement, like the Brett Favre method. I mean, he's 37 years old. Yeah. His contract's up at the end of the year, I think. I guess if he wants to keep playing, like I guess Henrik Lundqvist was going to keep playing. It was his heart thing that that got him to retire. So I take that back because I I was basing it off of what Hank did, and I forgot yeah. Hank had to retire. But he was he was yeah. apps, and and he probably wasn't going to be a long term starter for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's definitely a possibility if he could get over the rivalry, which I don't I don't know if yeah. he was ever overly invested in it, but I, I assume they all were. I mean, he's in a UFA at the end of the season. I mean, the only thing is, like, I mean, I don't know how um, how it compares to, like, other goalies, but he makes $7 million a year. Like, that's kind of a lot for backup now. That's, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a starter. I mean, we're paying Carter Hart what, like three? I don't know. I think we're paying. I don't know the money. I think money we're paying him like three by three. Seven's top end, like like seven's what we're paying. I mean, we're paying Giroux eight. Well, Giroux's like eight something, right? Yeah, we're we're paying Hayes seven. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's probably not good. To you. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's like an embarrassing moment of the, the day. Back up. But that's the thing is if he struggles next year, with he'll probably mm-hmm. sign a one-by-five with someone. And then if he struggles that year, I mean, if he's coming in one-by-two, we could we could afford him for backup. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's probably two years down the road. 
it's just my so, little my little silly my little so silly Dobby, i gotta <laughs> we gotta figure out who's gonna be on the market next year for backups maybe we just resign yeah. martin jones for another year let's just get brian elliott again <laughs> moose better than martin jones for sure yeah maybe better at tanking but oh <laughs> Where's well, Briscoe Oliver? Probably we, still paying him anyway. Let's go. Where are you at? <laughs> it's just nice. tough because, like, we want to tank, but Carter Hart's, like, a little too good to get us in the bottom five. Like, he's going to keep us, like, six to eight <sighs> when it comes to lottery time, and that just doesn't bode yeah. well. He, he's too good for a tank. It's unfortunate. Mm. Well, that's my little game. That wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Good stuff to think about, though. <laughs> it was just because I'm like, I know that that's not a good answer, and I wanted to share with the world, and I want everyone to hate me. That's not true. I want everybody to love me. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? Do you have anything else? Not anything? anything else. Just uh, prayers that they can pull one of these next two out. Maybe we can stomp the Penguins and feel like we're fans of a legitimate team again for a night. That would be the best yeah. gift anyone could give me, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, world, it was nice talking to you or making you listen to us because you want to, and we're great. Um. So, again, everybody, you know what to do. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook at Flyers Alley, Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod 1, and Instagram at Flyers Alley. Make sure you visit the beautiful website, www.oldcitysports.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you for the main show on weekend. Peace out. See yeah. you.